I'm Ben. I'm John B. And I'm Jim. And this is Topic Lore is the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Ben, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug? Sure. Um, I'm a previously an independent developer. Now I work for marketing for a games publisher called Fellow Traveler. And, and what are you? What have you been working on uh, at Fellow Traveler lately? Uh, a couple of titles we've been working on. Uh, Citizen Sleeper is probably one of the most recent ones that uh, people might know. Yeah, I, I praised the trailer last time. Still haven't played the game, but it's still a great trailer. <laughs> Yes, the trailer is very nice. Um, we announced Citizen Sleeper 2 as well. So that's, oh, good. Another trailer for me to check out. You, you absolutely should check that one out. That one is very cool. Yes. I also haven't checked it out, but I know somebody, or at least a couple of people, who uh, called it Game of the Year the year it came out. So Yeah, nice. Uh, and John, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Hi, I'm John. Uh, past listeners probably recognize me. If you're on the top of Lord's Discord, you recognize me. Uh, if you don't recognize me, that's fine too. I guess what I'm going to plug is the Sweet Candy Company's State Fair Taffy uh, because I've been eating a lot of it lately and it's pretty good. They didn't pay me to say this. I, they were. I just bought some on closeout and discovered it's great. Listen, we don't we don't have ta- we don't take taffy sponsors here on Topic Lords. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing so sticky. Yeah, only only hard candy. Oh, I was going to say how much I love taffy. Oh, I mean, okay. Oh, as long as no one's paying you to do it. <laughs> no. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only thing sweeter than the taffy is the fact that I paid 40 cents for a bag of it. And I'm looking now and it looks like the retail is about $9. So That's incredible. You you have gotten a taffy bug in there. Yeah. Maybe, well, okay. That's one price. Maybe. Uh, Can we get your taffy arbitrage tips? Um, Check grocery store uh, closeout bins. <laughs> okay. Good advice. Possibly seasonally. Sounds good. But yeah, it's the 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 three flavors in this particular one are bubblegum, cotton candy, buttered popcorn, and red licorice. Red licorice flavored taffy? Correct. This is terrifying. Yeah. This is truly a Halloween candy. <laughs> more terrifying is their tart and tangy, which is also good, but is way more overwhelming. I think the uh there's some the, the state fair flavors are uh, quite interesting for taffy. I like them. Yeah. Are we uh are we ready for some topics? Absolutely. Topics. <laughs> was, that, was, that your, topics. was that your Metal Gear voice? <laughs> mm. Mm, topics. Yeah, we can do. But how did they taste? <laughs> uh, John, your topic is Game and Watch Gallery. Yeah, I've had this sitting in the bucket for a while. Let's start with another uh, Nintendo Mario adjacent topic. Uh, so people have probably heard of Game and Watch. Uh, just because Nintendo has celebrated their history. But if not, what is Game & Watch? <laughs> yeah. So Game & Watch uh, was not the first, but a ser- one of the first and uh, probably best series of uh, single-game LCD handhelds. They're basically fancy watches. So when digital watch technology came out, Nintendo Engineering and Gunpla Yokoi got to uh, work saying, hey, how can we use this display and... Uh, technology to create a game yeah um, and they ended up making several that weirdly they're i would say they're not really watches at all they just had kind of they happen to have clocks on them yeah it's, yeah it was a combination of watch and calculator display like the, the whole uh right. you know single yeah. segment kind of light up crystal yeah display I, but yeah they do they do have watch in them the term they <laughs> use uh was withered technology right um, withered but- <laughs> yeah, withered technology. That like, that is a the, a good repurposing stuff phrase. that's like out of date. And, yeah, and, I, I was just talking, thinking about the lefty 
RC the other day, the uh, the remote control <laughs> car he did that can only turn left because it costs, you know, like 50% cheaper to to yeah. make it that way. Brilliant. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was relatively new technology at the time. But uh, yeah, series of single handle games, a lot of them are, uh, especially later on, based on Nintendo's arcade properties and shrunk down. Um, but I had no idea they existed because they came out, you know, a few, just a few years before I was born. They started coming out and they really had their heyday before I was born. They started, they kept releasing them until like 1990 when The Legend of Zelda, I think, was one of the last ones. Yeah. But in the late 90s, uh, they started, well, even before that. And uh, Ben could probably talk more about that because uh, the game never came out here, although I have a copy. Uh, they started remaking them for Game Boy right. in the Game and Watch Gallery series or the Game Boy Gallery series uh, in some territories. And um, the first one, Game Boy Gallery, was basically just a reskin of like five games with modern graphics, uh, but they all played pretty much the same. Uh, and But with the second volume, which was the first one that got released in North America, they also included modern versions of the games. They were all relatively simple games, but the first one had Manhole, Oil Panic, Fire, and Octopus. It's re- really remarkable to me that like a, that in like the late 90s, they, they decided that five Game & Watch games, is a, that's a commercial product for the modern day. Equivalent to one game. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. <laughs> My guess is Pokemon had something to do with it. It's like, oh, suddenly this old hardware we have is viable again. What can we put on it? Yeah, yeah. It's- and the games were only like 30 US dollars back then. Right. Um, so, you, were, you know, you were expecting that. And, you know, they're perfect portable play. Um, as simple as the games are, um, they actually did get quite creative eventually with um, some of the designs, and there's a pretty good mix. I think really only Manhole and Fire are kind of similar in that first gallery. They did a lot of games where it's like, okay, things are bouncing across the screen. You have three or four positions, and you have to you know navigate them across the screen as they go from left to right make yeah. make sure they don't fall. fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so the gallery had um, recreations, you know, shrunk down and done in pixels instead of you know discrete kind of drawings yeah it's almost like like ma- ma- making art out of like paper cutouts yeah rather than stencils it's like a uh, it's a pixel art but they're you know they're pretty close considering they changed the aspect ratio and everything and the sound effects you know they got in there but then they created the modern versions which they put modern the mario characters in and also um added some additional design stuff to them which in a lot of cases made them even better and really viable it's interesting what they did with uh some of them um say to develop these actually is my understanding the famous uh shadow for hire developer yeah oh yes uh toast yeah, yeah. Well, i mean i could talk about some of my favorites but ben do you have any or, or jim if you played the series you, this was my introduction to them yeah, i was in middle school when this came out and i had never heard of game and watch before do you have any yeah. favorites especially of like the either of like the original game and watches or uh you know the revamps from game and watch gallery uh, to to actually play, I, I feel like I am at a point in my life where, I, or or maybe it's uh in in my development as like a video game liker where these games are just <laughs> too simple for, to keep my attention. Like they don't give me any, any experience points. They're not telling me a story. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and these things, like when I was a kid, I played uh, a terrible one of these, which was the the tiger electronics double dragon oh wow yeah i played that one endlessly but that was just and and it's hard to say because whether that's because like i had more of an inattention span back then or if it's just that i didn't have that many games yeah i mean you know it was rough portable gaming (laughs) or like you know gaming on demand kind of thing this is this is what you 
bad. That's right. Yeah. And these yeah. are actually perfect for that. They're also perfect if you can't decide what the hell you want to play because because <laughs> right, you'll be done in thirty seconds. Yeah, exactly. They um, they also uh, they shipped well. They, I want to say I was going to say new games, but they're like weirdly like retro to two different periods. But there were uh, re- Game and Watch re releases of Super Mario Brothers and um, the first two the first two Zelda games. Uh, yeah. emulated as 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 on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I played both of those a lot um because those were games that I imprinted on heavily as a kid. And I was disappointed because I, they came with um Super Mario Brothers and then the Lost Levels and then it came with like Ball, which was one of the earliest most boring uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's the right. very first one. Right. Uh yeah. Game and Watch games. They didn't put the super mario brothers game and watch game on there that would have been good yeah i have the i have the mario one right and for zelda they put zelda one zelda two and ball again and it's like what it's i think it was vermin oh was it it's i think it's vermin and then Link's awakening is also on it oh i think you're right the only way to get the non-dx version of Link's awakening these days so i, I mean think you're right yeah i forgot yeah Link's awakening at least makes sense because it's like a portable version of a of a game you know? right like it was designed for to be a portable game anyway but yeah that's super weird. yeah yeah those things are cool and the clocks are neat too um yeah 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 you know, they, put, this... they put a, f- a fun clock in them fun to watch so lots of little interactions <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually not sure now if um, I think I Game Watch Gallery, I got it just ahead of the Game Boy Camera, but they've shoved a couple of remakes of Game Watch games on other games, too. Uh, so Ball was on the Game Boy Camera, except you could put your face yes, using the right. game face feature. Right, yeah. yeah. As the juggler. <laughs> but yeah. to, and to answer your actual question, uh, the Game & Watch game that I... yeah. I'm most fond of is probably Super Mario Brothers, not because it's a good game, but because it's big enough that I, like, in terms of uh, the different kind of gameplay mechanics implemented and there was like level design. Uh, it's big enough that I can feel like there's a mystery to it and there's uh-huh. I feel like there's things about it that I don't know about. Whereas like, you know, you look at something like Ball or Octopus and like, okay, you get it within seconds and that's yes, that's all you ever get. As for me, there's uh, I tended to gravitate towards the, the more puzzly ones, like a Bomb Sweeper where you like uh, you push walls. Yeah, and- Bomb Sweeper is actually the only uh, original game and watch I have i haven't put batteries in it to play it but uh that's on game and watch gallery four as an unlockable and that's a that's a good puzzle game yeah and squish is the other one that i really like to where like you're you're trapped in a maze and the maze changes direction and you've got to like avoid getting squished by the walls yeah uh, uh, oh that is interesting yeah donkey kong as well uh, like the you know it was the first the first double screen uh game and watch and you can see that they're like oh, we have ideas on what we can do with another screen. And I think from what I remember, it's the first game and watched the the official, like the, the proper control pad, you know, the plus oh, symbol right, one. Yes. Right, yeah. Like before the, the Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was where that came from as well, which is super interesting. Yeah. Like before that, they would have like left and right buttons and they... Yes. Would, yeah. would they have them on the same side of the screen or on opposite sides? Like... Um, if it was a doubles, oh no, certain, yeah, even the single screen ones had them opposite sides for some of them. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I remember. I know Mario Brothers, like the, not the Super Mario Brothers, but the Mario Brothers. And not the arcade game Mario Brothers. No, different again. (laughs) Right. Um, that one had, had them on, like had an up and down on the left side and the right side. Oh, right. Yeah. 
I yeah. also remember that one got ported to like Pewter, like a, a like Commodore 64 really? or DOS or something like that. Yeah. Oh, you wait. So the the non arcade, like the not not the single screen platformer Mario Brothers, but the the Game and Watch one got ported to something. That's fascinating. Something, yeah. I'm, I'm positive it did. Well, I, I think it got ported to Game Boy. No, like a computer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, like, like DOS or something like that. Yeah. All right. If, if I am distant in the next few minutes, it's because I'm looking on MarioWiki.com for any anything backing this up because I'm fascinated by it. I may be entirely wrong. It's happened before. No, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is, this is a print the legend situation. Yeah. Uh, yep, there it is. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong one. Like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I, I made uh, the, the Mario Brothers page on Super Mario Wiki does not want to back you up on this. Maybe they just don't know about it. Maybe they... Uh, listen, we're game developers. We can make this happen. I've uh, I've programmed for the Commodore 64. It was in basic for admittedly, but we can we can do this. <laughs> I do know I saw in DOS, uh, it wasn't a direct port manhole but there was a game very similar to manhole that i i don't remember the name of they had a shareware ancient version yeah oh actually you've just reminded me as as well manhole was definitely on e-reader like do you remember the, <laughs> the game for advanced e-reader yeah that was the, that was the single card they were going to do a yeah. whole series and then they didn't and then they did that was included <laughs> with it yeah yeah e-reader is a i can't remember if we've talked about this on the show but e-reader that's a weird fucking thing uh, it's like here's a, an alternative yeah. way to load games onto your game boy where instead of putting in a cartridge you yep. put in like a we're gonna print the game on, on 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 card stock yeah you can write games for it now somebody cracked the code somebody <laughs> cracked the doc code. so it's probably not too interesting because you're just running game boy advance games in the uh shrunken mode but this way you don't you can you just have to have a printer you don't have to you don't have to get a a a rom that you can what's the what's the word for this like a blank cartridge oh a flash cart flash cart that's right yeah Yeah. um yeah it was it was interesting because from what i remember um the justification behind it from nintendo was like well we want to be able to give children games that are cheaper you know so like you buy something that you could buy for five bucks or something yeah so they should release a floppy disk reader for the game boy yeah they should do it now that yeah they absolutely and and put kiosks all over the world in in 7-elevens i can finally read my glitter mitten grove uh, floppy then <laughs> i can just send you a copy of that file if you want <laughs> i think that's i think it's on the itch version too or something so i probably have it oh no it, it doesn't come with the itch uh, game but, yeah. you, but you can you can buy it separately oh, really? yeah oh right okay i probably will sometime i've got enough of your games for free that uh probably kick a kick some I mean, more. If, you, if you if you want to give me money i'm not going to stop you but <laughs> if you own the box then uh yeah then i i feel like you you, you deserve a copy of that text file <laughs> at the very least no okay <laughs> yeah. back to game and watch gallery i mean the reason i put this in the bucket in addition to talking about game and watch in general uh mario's bombs away is another one i like a lot i wish i would oh, like yeah. a physical version of that because it's one of the, yeah it's one of the color ones that um that like they have a color printed overlay on top that's translucent and the uh you know the electrical current actually blocks out the colored parts on it so it works kind of like in the negative of how you usually think a game and watch image is created um but the, you have to have the light filter down and it reflects on a thing i'd like to play that in, but that's on game and watch gallery 4 uh yeah, yeah i just want to go through the series um you know in the first one i really like um one thing they do 
commonly to remake them is they'll instead of just having a generic character, they'll have three different characters. So it's usually Toad, Yoshi, and Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. And Toad will like go slow. Yoshi is medium and then Donkey Kong Jr. will go drop fast or run across the screen fast or something like that. Um, so for manhole, Yoshi's holding up the manhole, so it's Mario instead of Donkey Kong Jr., but they have the three characters run across at varied speeds, which really changes up uh, how you do it. They also put four manholes in, so you don't have to react instantly. You just have to make sure all the manholes are up, and then once one character goes over them, they drop, and you have to put them back up again. So it becomes this a real crazy management game. Uh, Octopus, they added a great thing where you can throw the gold you get uh, from the treasure chest to hit the tentacles and make them retract you also get more points for more gold and you move slower when you get it yes you slow down the more gold you have yeah yeah that changes the game of up uh, so for mario's bombs away i'm looking at the mario wiki page for it and it looks like the original game was released with a panorama screen which i don't know what i'm trying i'm looking at the photo and trying to figure out what that means it looks like it means that it unfolds and you watch the game through a mirror yeah. Yes. But what does that actually do for you, like in terms of like in terms of the experience of it? It has to do with the positioning. It, it lets it be in color. So there's a trans that translucent window on top has to be angled toward a light source. Oh. So it's on top. So you you couldn't you would otherwise be looking up at it like this, right? Uh, and creating your deck. You'd have to hold it up to a light. Yeah, so it works that way for that one. And uh, there's like a tabletop kind of version that does the same thing. Oil Panic in uh, the original Game and Watch Gallery. Uh, they do a lot to that one too. Too much to describe. Uh, I like Turtle Bridge in um, Game and Watch Gallery Three, which I think is on Switch. Um, they remade that so that it's Toad going across a bunch of seagulls and you can pick up coins along the way and stuff. It uh, plays a lot better than the regular Turtle Bridge. Regular Turtle Bridge is kind of slow and clunky, honestly, as good of an idea as it is. I'm trying to look at the other ones here. Demon Watch Gallery 2 has Ball Unlockable and they actually un- have like three different versions. So you can play as different characters and their scoring and uh, the ball patterns are all different. Chef is fun too. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You can burn. Uh, you can burn the, the yeah. Cooking. You actually cook the food. You're not just endlessly uh, flopping up four different, three or four different pieces of food, and then you can let Yoshi eat it for more points once it's cooked. Or you can keep cooking it until it burns up. If if you burnt it and don't want to uh to uh, detract from his level or whatever. Uh, but game game and watch gallery. Uh, Don- the Donkey Kong Junior modern version is pretty good too. Uh, a lot of Don- Game and Watch Gallery Four did uh, brought back a lot of the games and then added a bunch more. Do the the Game and Watch sequels do they contain the games in the previous cartridge? I guess, or are they all separate? No, they don't do that. They're all separate. They have a gallery, hence the name as well, where they there's a bunch of un- you could learn about ones that aren't playable. Um, and I think for three, they were you were supposed to be able to unlock. Uh, Link oh, up with yeah. the older cartridges and unlock, but I don't think they ever they have implemented that. No, it's de- it's described in the in the, the previous, manual. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, or in the game or something like that. It's like link this to the previous one, yeah. and you can see the other ones, and it's like that it tells you no idea how. <laughs> so it sounds like it was something that was scrapped, yeah, like trying to get sixteen player baseball up and running. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> game. Game of Watch Gallery 4, uh, if you can track it down, I highly recommend because they included a ton of games. Um, there's a lot that are, there's enough on the default that you unlock like almost a second half of the game, including the the modern and um, original modes. 
that they have um, a museum part where you can unlock uh, a bunch of just regular ones without being full remakes, uh, including Zelda at the end, which is it's really yeah. hard to do well enough in enough games to get that. But is that the one that like includes Spitball Sparky as well? Like that weird? There's like a weird vertical one. It's Spitball Sparky's in three, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and the number the numbers are not helpful to me because they're all like one in advance for me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, this is this is the last Game Boy Color one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that one that one is crazy for its unlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about the naming difference. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I probably should just very quickly um, clarify what's going on there. So like in Europe and Australia, we got Game Boy Gallery, which is the one uh, that you previously mentioned, which didn't come out in America or Japan. Um, right. Nobody knows who developed it. <laughs> but, um, it was, it was like, it, it's a mystery, this game, but it got published by um, uh, Nintendo. And I definitely saw it here um, as part of a Super Nintendo bundle with a Super Game Boy and uh, Game Boy Gallery. So you could get like all of that, at, like a console, Super Game Boy and Game Boy Gallery. It's like five games in one. It's like, yeah, five game, game and watch games. That's, <laughs> um, yeah, it's an interesting bundle. Um, and then uh, Australia got Game & Watch. Game, uh, they call them Game Boy Gallery still, right? Yeah, Yeah. well, they were called Game Boy Gallery t- uh, t- uh, 2, 3, and 4. Right. But um, they were using the Jap- the Japanese um, box art and logo, but the numbers were one in advance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they've had to make... Japan has had to like make a an Australian region specific version of the game with just a different logo and different box art and stuff um, specifically for Australia. Is this like how the Burger King never came there? Oh yeah, yes, very uh, very much so. Like how how it's hungry Hungry Jack's here. Oh right, right, yeah. Burger King did try and uh, muscle in, um, and they popped up. There was like this weird period where we had both Burger King and hungry jacks at the same time with slightly different menus um and everyone's like well, i'm going to burger king <laughs> i know i mean like i'm going to hungry jacks because that's the one i know right, right. <laughs> yeah yeah kind of like that it's it's very odd um because i thought it had i thought that we had the same games as europe but it turns out that europe had just gone to game and watch gallery instead like america so even that doesn't make any sense um yeah <laughs> oh, Climber! I wanted to shout out Jim. If you like Mario Brothers, the Super Mario Brothers one, uh, Climber is kind of roughly like the Ice Climber version of Game and Watch. Oh, interesting. Um, but it, yeah, it does the same kind of thing with like you know making platforms and uh, kind of randomize. So mm. I've 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 wasted some time with that. I don't know if it's enough to hold your attention these days, but it's pretty. On eBay good. Game and Watch Climber is four hundred dollars. What a value! Yeah, I, I would <laughs> I would find an unlocked uh, Game and Watch Gallery for somewhere okay, sure. uh, yeah oh there's a couple of um licensed ones as well um like there's yeah. a, a couple of mickey mouse ones there's mickey and donald is a really cool one you'll never get to play that one again uh-huh. um but uh, but that's a really cool one where you're like um uh putting out fires um so mickey aims the hose and donald does the pump and goofy does nothing um <laughs> it just causes trouble which is a great uh, great fun um, I think there's a Popeye one, but I can't remember. Yeah, there and is. And, and there's definitely Snoopy Tennis. Yeah. yeah. I know the one Mickey Mouse one uh, got redone as Egg, I believe. Um, yes, that's Game right. Watch. Yeah. I think uh, there's another one, but I forget what it is now. 
Yeah, I think I highlighted most of the favorites. The other things I'd mentioned about Game & Watch Gallery are, uh, there's a, there are two Donkey Kong Jr. Game & Watches. There's a, the other one is a color version oh, that has, it's a completely yeah, different I game. I played that one. Um, I played that at a friend's house when I was a kid. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, Matt, Matt, I can't play yeah, that. Yeah, that's a really cool one. I'm, I was really annoyed that they didn't um, put that in, in the galleries. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a Donkey Kong 2, which plays kind of like Donkey Kong Jr., if I remember. Uh, yeah, that's great. That's a double screen one. And right. you've got to like, carry the locks and yeah. uh, push them up into the keyholes. Yeah. Three of the four games. Oil Panic didn't make it, but the rest of the three from the original Game & Watch gallery made it into the Game Boy Advance one, uh, complete with the modern modes. But Fire, for some reason, is a lot harder um, because they changed the aspect ratio to widescreen. It can be really tough to determine who's lower on the screen, like falling faster at some point. Mm. I have the damnedest time with that one. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I do remember about the uh, uh, the Game Boy Advance ones is because they had more colors to work with, they did um, on the classic uh, versions of the Game Watches, they did LCD ghosting. Which is a really nice oh, wow. little touch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, so you can see all the spikes. Yeah, so they, there's more of that too because they did um, two Club Nintendo exclusive Game & Watch collections. Oh, um, I have those. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go I on. haven't picked them up yet, but they did. No, that's okay. They did some stuff. Yeah, the second one in particular combines parachute and octopus. Uh, I was going to tell game. you about that, but yeah, you, you know all about it. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm refreshing my memory on the, the wiki page too, but... Uh, yeah, because um, it's got parachute at the top and octopus at the bottom. So you alternate between between like um, rescuing parachuters at the top, and then it'll uh, it'll tell you, okay, you need to go down now and go diving underwater and uh, get treasure from the octopus. And it'll alternate backwards and forwards between the two. It's really complicated, but a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, we need to we need to move on so we don't okay. have the whole episode just be about yeah. game and watch. Uh, said, oh, and they all have Super Game Boy support too for the. The original Game Boy cartridges. There, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> oh, the, the one other thing I will tell you, Jim, is that I found they found out the PC version uh, of Mario Brothers. It was called Mario Brothers Two: The Commodore Sixty Four. Mario Brothers. <laughs> okay, hang on. I gotta look this up now. The real Mario <laughs> Brothers Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The lost, lost levels. That's exactly. The lost level. The lost. Yeah, just one. Yeah. Mario Brothers II, if uh, if that makes sense. That does, yeah. Mario Wiki just re- redirected me to Super Mario Brothers too. <laughs> Mario Brothers II, yeah. It, they don't know about this. If you have a citation, you should add it. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I'm looking at Moby Games now. 1987. Oh, it's a fan-made game. Oh, it's a fan-made one. According okay. to Moby Games, it's not oh, licensed. Right. But yeah, it looks like it's the LCD game. What a weird thing. All right. Um, ben, your topic is Halloween's never on the weekend, so I made November Ween. Yes. <laughs> so let me tell you about this uh, this fictional holiday I made. Um, so in Australia, uh, Halloween is not really celebrated too much. Um, well, it's getting there. Getting there now. I actually had trick-or-treaters at my house for the first time ever. Nice. So that was cool. Yeah. Yay. They were, they were the, the most polite uh pumpkin head person and and werewolf and skeleton i've ever met not not like the ones that tried to kill you no no not like that yeah um but basically um every every time 
Halloween would roll around, it would be on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something. That was, we were all, me and my friends were always working, <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, well, I'd like to do something. It's like, well, why don't I just make my own Halloween and I'll make it when I want, and I I'll do it just after Halloween's over, so I can get all the all the candy and decorations and stuff on discount. Um, so usually around like the first weekend after Halloween, I um, have a uh, a, a party called November Wing, where which involves um, me wrapping up uh, mo bad movies that I've been hoarding throughout the year and forget what they are. Um, so like DVDs and Blu-rays and things like that. I wrap th wrap them up, put them in a pile, and I'm like, I don't remember what I put in here. Um, so then I get, um, <coughs> excuse me, my friends uh, to collectively, as a group, pick one. Un someone, one of them unwraps it. Everyone's disappointed, and then we watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your Blue Sky post the other day about with the pile. I think. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. That that is the that is the pile. Um, there's still a couple of titles that are unopened because, like, some carried over from last year, um, and one or two from last year still haven't been <laughs> opened, so they're going to carry over then the next year. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just just some absolute garbage that I was so pleased. Because um, it's like, I could put it, you know, I could put it on a, a disk drive and just say, oh, let's press play. We're going to watch this. But it's way more fun to have, have someone like physically open something, have everyone pick yeah. something. You know? you, sure. Yeah, if it's shrink wrapped. Yeah. Great to implicate them in their choices too. So oh, it's their fault. It's, yeah. it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I did put in uh, Manos, The Hands of Fate in there. And um, when someone opened that, I'm like, no, no, no one's watching. <laughs> Pick something else. <laughs> I also do a, um, usually do a themed uh, spooky cake. The first year I did it, I did a um, pumpkin spice cake um, and I wrote boo on it. Um, I was able to get four O's on it to make it extra spooky. But, um, after, after that, um, I did a, a double layered cake with like cockroaches um, with googly eyes on them. Um, and I wrote spooky words on the cake like mortgage and uh, managers <laughs> and uh, things like that. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. You know, mainly an excuse to get people or get people around and hang out and just like ridicule bad movie. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah, um, I think some of our hits—I uh, say this loosely—hits from uh, uh, from this November Ween. Uh, Tammy and the T Rex was definitely the highlight. <laughs> uh, that's that's just amazing. Uh, you get exactly what you said, what it is, and the and the ten with that one. Um, <laughs> there's Tammy and T Rex. <laughs> Paul Walker and Denise Richards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there we had the Wraith, um, W R A I T H, the Wraith, um, which was about a spooky, spooky guy in a helmet uh, who would uh, race people in in his car and kill them at his, <laughs> with his ghost powers. Um, and it had Charlie Sheen, babyface Charlie Sheen, uh, and I think it was immediately after Platoon. So he was very, very young and like not just a like had had not really become that famous yet. So yeah, it had plenty of explosions though. You know, you know, and it's like you know, with an old movie, it's like oh, that's an actual explosion, and that kind of <laughs> stuff is always really exciting to see. They blew up like a whole a whole building. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, we also uh, found Wish Wish Upon, which I think was like 2007, about a uh, a girl who finds 
her dad is like a dumpster diver and he finds a magical wishing box and uh, when she wishes her wishes come true but then it kills someone (laughs) (laughs) tales all this time oh absolutely yeah um i found i found out about that one from red letter media and they they would keep on saying how amazing this movie is and you had to see it and uh that one had been in the pile for like a year, so I'm like, final. I'm so glad we finally got to watch it. It's awful, <laughs> <laughs> entertainingly so. Yes, um, we have previous years who've done movies like Phantom of the Paradise, which is fantastic. That's an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, Halloween three season of the witch, uh, which is the only Halloween I've seen. And if they're all as good as that one, then fantastic. <laughs> the first one's pretty good too. You, you, yeah, you, right. you, you get away with just watching those two. Yeah, right. Honestly. Yeah. I, I, I love I love a plot that revolves around it putting in pieces of Stonehenge into circuitry to make children's faces turn into bugs. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh Oh, and the other one of the other ones was Un- Uninvited, which was another one I saw on Red Letter Media, um, which is a, a movie about a cat that vomits up another cat. <laughs> <laughs> because it wasn't welcome in there. <laughs> no. Oh, and also the cat uh, the cat goes back into the other cat. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. It's the rent's cheap, you know. <laughs> you know how it is. They know when to roll out that cat when that movie is getting boring. It's like Oh, this movie is getting, getting. It's been twenty minutes since we've seen the cat. More, more cat. Yeah. <laughs> you can set your watch by it. So, did you, did you have, did you decorate the the outside of the house to let trick or treaters know they were they were supposed to show up? I did, like as best as I could. I'm not very good. I'm still very new to um, trick or treating, so um, I put uh, a very a very spooky four dollar pumpkin man um, who was like made out of styrofoam. Yeah, they don't have gourds over there. Oh, pump, actual pumpkins? Uh, they've started doing those. Uh, they've actually just started doing those in a uh, supermarket buy. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I just bought like $4 cheapy uh, decoration. Um, and I got I have found um, from the local supermarket some uh, spooky horror tape. So it's just like, watch out, zombies, or, you know, enter if you dare. And so I stuck that on my window. Yeah, good times. Yeah, so so that was fun. Is that up for Novemberween? Yeah, I'll leave that up for Novemberween. It makes <laughs> it makes my house look dated. Um, the other the other great thing was I forgot to mow the lawn, so the house looked like a real yes, house. Perfect. <laughs> you also gotta forget to do like upkeep on the house for like thirty years. Yeah, just like what the uh, the screen door is like hanging off its hinges, and yeah. uh, made sure to like uh, ease that uh, creaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that or like sit there like and, and make creaking sounds as every time someone opens the door. Yeah. Creak? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about how perfect November ween is because you guys don't have uh, Thanksgiving taking up any no, space that's there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the great thing about November ween is I can – it's my holiday. I can yes. have it whenever I want. You can so have it December. I do one during summer. I do one, <laughs> you know, like uh, in June. That's like – I can have as many November weens as I like. Thank you very much. Yeah, November ween could be totally. like every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a very very handy to make your own holiday, and I do recommend it. Yeah, I, I am definitely annoyed that the two good times where it's considered acceptable to decorate your house, the outside of your house, is they're like right at the end of the year, clumped together. 
Yeah, right. And then you like what well, after you take down the Christmas decorations, everything's boring for like eight months. Yeah. Yeah. Independence Day here, kind of, but kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that that Gravity Falls um made an episode, a Halloween episode, but they're like, Oh, but it's in summer, you know, because they're on summer yeah. vacation. So they're like, It's summerween. And right. uh, yeah, they, perfect. Ce- they celebrate Halloween twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and like you you could hypothetically do like rabbits and eggs for Easter. Like and what would what would you do for Labor Day? How would you celebrate labor? I mean, the way every Australian celebrates labor is by doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you give uh, office workers the day off and actual workers have to keep working. Yeah. yeah. You you decorate your front yard with a pile of dirt with a shovel in it just standing straight up. That's a Yeah. And nobody's shoveling. Are we ready for another topic? Do it. Uh, my topic is square mattresses. I, and I was looking into this about mattress sizes, trying to figure out what the biggest mattress is. And I was distraught to discover that the, uh, the, the, the King mattress and the California King mattress, one of them is longer and the other one is wider. So there is no true largest mattress unless you like go to like the specialty mattresses, which don't count because those are like, like the, the nine foot by nine foot Alaska King is just, that's a death trap. You know, you get in that bed and you never get out. But not only uh, are the the King and the California King, uh, not only is neither one the biggest, which like you shouldn't have to compromise when you're getting a bed. You should be able to get the biggest bed. (laughs) Uh, Neither one is a square. They're both really close to being a square. And I was just thinking about like, what, what are the, like, what, what do I think is so amazing about having a square mattress? So for one, uh, when you rotate the mattress, do you guys know about rotating mattresses? Yes. It's a wear and tear. I know of it. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a wear and tear thing. You know, your, your body makes an indentation in the mattress, uh, and you rotate it. So it makes an indentation, like a slightly less of an indentation in two different places. Yes. Um, de- depending on the mattress you have, um, you can either you either just rotate it like around, or if you've got a mattress that needs it, you need to flip it over as well. Right, right. If you don't, if you have a mattress that is symmetrical up and down, and if you had a uh, a square mattress, not only would you uh, have twice as many options for where to rotate it, you only need to rotate it ninety degrees instead of one hundred and eighty. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then when you're Placing the mattress on the bed frame, you don't have to worry about orientation, like which way is the long way. Oh, that'd be so good. When yeah. you're putting sheets on the bed, you're like, oh, is does this corner go here? Or does it go over there? It's all the corners are the same. <laughs> I The annoying thing isn't that these mattresses aren't square. It's that I care so much about it. That's the annoying <laughs> thing. Yeah. Now that you've said these things, I, I will be like, oh, why, why isn't my mattress square? <laughs> This makes so much more sense. <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta have a bespoke mattress store. I think. I think. Oh yeah, I want mine cut to order. Yeah. <laughs> I want there to be like a sheet of extruded mattress. Yes. So that they roll it out yeah. and then <laughs> it's extruded from a, a portal into the mattress dimension. Yeah. I, I, I want to see that how it's made. That would be yeah. a. <laughs> That that would be incredible, yeah. Yeah, but, like alternate reality, fake how it's made episodes. <laughs> That's a different topic. We got to put that one in the bucket. <laughs> one thing I'd like to check with you is, um, in your department stores, what do you call? What is the department that has all like the sheet towels and like that? What is that called? Uh, I've heard it called bedding, but I actually couldn't tell you 
yeah what it's called in the store like there's probably right. a name over over in australia it is called the manchester department huh that is that is odd it is incredibly odd um having lived here the whole time like it wasn't odd to me until i found out this but then it's like yeah this is incredibly strange um and what? i'm not sure how accurate this is but i believe it it was its origin stemmed from the fact that uh sheets and and things like that getting delivered to australia had manchester stamped on them which is a place wow yeah <laughs> i could see that i that's yeah. perfectly illogical yeah in it's in it's illogical way yeah yeah if like none of the people <laughs> unloading the box know what sheets are yeah they're like well okay these are this goes with the other boxes the manchester like, man- <laughs> like manchester yeah when I was making Frog Fractions 2, there was a mini game in there called Super Passive Aggressive Xenomorph Roommate Irritation Simulator. That was a good one. I'm really proud of it. Uh, it's, it's a game where you play as one of the Marines from Alien, uh, the Aliens, and your roommate is a Xenomorph, and <laughs> you're trying to get it to move out without actually like telling it to or like without it realizing you're trying to get it to move out. So you just go around like being as subtly annoying as you can in, in, in ways that are like where you've got, um, plausible, the refrigerator, plausible deniability, drinking a drink. Yeah. 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 Like just making annoying noises while he's watching TV. (laughs) Uh, and Craig, who was working on that game with me, uh, who's lives in New Zealand. Uh, he was like, Oh, this clears up a lot. Uh, because, in the map, like in the, the game, you can see that even though the, in the the space marine and the xenomorph are roommates, they don't live in the same room. <laughs> they just live in this. They live in the same house or apartment, I guess. Flatmates, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, I guess my question is for you: do, do you have the word roommate over there? Um. Yeah, we use we use it. Um. But yeah, like uh, I guess it depends, like where you live, because I've I've heard. Ha- Housemate, flatmate, you know, right. roommate, right? They're all kind of, yeah, kind of interchangeable, but usually when when someone is trying to be precise over here, they will sometimes say flatmate, but no one says mm. flat. No one refers to uh, an apartment as a flat. No, and no one says apartment mate because that's too long. That's too long. Yeah, yeah. So we just we just settled on roommate, and it's ambiguous whether it's somebody who actually lives in the same room or just in the same. Living unit. Have you considered a round mattress, Jim? Just get one of those round beds. <laughs> yeah, spherical. Uh, no, I mean more cylindrical. But uh, we could do, we could go for a sphere mattress too. Why I not? Don't know how a sphere mattress. Would that's work. that's just a bean bag. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I brought this up on Mastodon, someone suggested that it should be a cube. Which you know, just, just roll the dice. To figure yeah. out which side you're sleeping on, and the dice, the, the dice mattress has got like levels of comfort for each side, just to like. Oh yeah, further. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sleeping on six today. I, I want a tetrahedral mattress. Yeah, <laughs> I want a tetrahedral mattress that fits upside down in like a, an indent in the bed or whatever. So oh, you're just yeah. laying on the flat side of the. <laughs> you can you can kill somebody with that. It's too pointy. Yeah, Pop-O-Matic mattress. How about that? <laughs> There we go. Oh, I need, yeah. I need a new one. I'm writing these down. All right. If we're if we're doing like bad American board games, what's the <laughs> one where like you you t- turn you wind up you wind it up and when the timer goes off like perfection perfection, perfection. yeah yeah <laughs> there's your there's your alarm clock in the morning oh yeah that's fantastic yeah <laughs> to turn off the alarm you've got to put all the pieces back in 
Oh yeah, and if you <laughs> if you can't do it in time, they all you... go in the square hole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Explaining why you're to work, why you're late for work again. I had to put all the pieces in again. Yeah. Until I got it right. God, imagine like all your your basic house appliances and things like that with the bad board games. Like I don't know, the kettle is Operation or the toaster. <laughs> I've definitely played Operation with the toaster. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> are, we, uh, are we ready for another topic? Uh, just one moment. I have to rotate the tires on my race car bed, all this rotating bed talk. <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, so for this topic, we're going to be reading this poem, eight-line poem by David Bowie. Uh, who would like to read this poem? Uh, sure, I can do it. Okay. The tearful cactus by your window surveys the prairie of your room. The mobile spins to its collision. Clara puts her head between her paws. If Evan shopped down west side, will all the cacti find a home? But the key to the city is in the sun that pins the branches to the sky. I like that last line. I think that's a, a fun image. Yeah, it's it's certainly the one that really opens it up. The last two lines, but especially the last line, uh, into kind of like a more abstract uh, place. So I'm the yeah. one who submitted this. It's it's just a it's a David Bowie song, but it literally has poem in the title. Um, right? Yeah. No, it's great quality. Anything that says poem yeah. is a poem. Yeah, I've I've certainly don't give that much of a thing, but <laughs> care about it. <laughs> Obviously, see my previous poem choices. Uh, but yeah, this is a song off Hunky Dory. We've got the genius link open here. I'm, I'm not sure what to make of some of the uh, annotations, but uh, this is like one of the few times I think he did a. Uh, Anything in kind of a country style, if you have a chance oh, to listen to listen, it. Listen, we can't. We're not allowed to talk about the the musicality of it. That was uh, actually no, we couldn't have done that in the music video episode either because we didn't listen, didn't listen to the music then. Yeah, for that, there's no music video for this anyway. You're right, right. Let's talk about this tactful cactus. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's fun. Is that assonance? Is that what they call that? I think so. Or an internal rhyme. Well, no, an internal rhyme is just when two words rhyme within the the line. Oh, okay. Like that. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a cat a cat meowing at me. Kitty. Yeah, tell us Kitty, about tell us about this poem, Kitty. Tell us your <laughs> tell us your opinion <laughs> on 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 the spinning mobile. Yeah. I just like the way it paints an image, you know, of this kind of lazy room in the, the afternoon with kind of typical western type language. We've got cactus, we've got prairie, we got what sounds like a dog, you know, on the floor. <laughs> right. Yeah, David Bowie is worried about all the cacti in in the in the shops that might not get sold, might get thrown away. Yeah, or they're uh, uh, you know it's encroaching development into right. this kind of Western lifestyle. Right. And then the last line is an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, according to the annotation, which is unreviewed, Bowie is the sun and creates art, the branches in the sky. So that's uh that's this person's <laughs> interpretation of this uh right. this line. Yeah, that's why it's called genius.com. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the sun is just the sun. Not this time though. This time it's no. David Bowie. Absolutely. I could use a cactus by the window. You know, you can have those. I can. Yeah. I I mean It's allowed. I feel, <laughs> like you live in San Diego. I feel like you could just walk down the walk down the street and stumble over one. That's true. Yeah, I mean, we we had you know, uh, there's certain kinds you just take a piece off, and uh, yeah, we had that. It seemed like it took forever, 
we had one a piece of a cactus out in front of our place um and it seemed like it took forever to grow but once it like started growing uh it didn't take long <laughs> to keep growing <laughs> it just it keeps on keeping on yeah so i think the cacti will find a home <laughs> they'll, they'll actively search for it as they grow right yeah it's it's in the ground no word on whether these are columnar cacti uh, sorry erica <laughs> discord in jokes if you want to get that joke, you got to join the Topic Lords Discord. Are we ready for another topic? Sure. I don't know why I keep submitting poems. I have nothing to say about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. They can just be interesting poems. Yeah. I just like this one. Go check out the song if you haven't, too. Fine. You can talk about the music. Uh, I won't talk about it. I'll just mention it. It's, it's a plug within the show. The plug within a plug. Yeah. Uh, ben, your topic is the most entertaining bit of the new Spider-Man 2 game has been sitting on a bench. Yes. Um, just recently, I've uh, started playing the, as you may guess, the new Spider-Man 2 game. I had to clarify because I wasn't sure if there, I'm sure there have been many other Spider-Man 2 games. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure it wasn't like, I don't know, Enter Electro or whatever, you know? The movie <laughs> game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 or whatever, yes. Or the Wii version of the movie game or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's overall... I've found this game pretty by the numbers, you know. Um, it's it's if you that number played, is two. Have, yeah, yeah, it's very much <laughs> the number is two, the game. But um, as I've said here, like the most interesting bit is a side uh, so far for me has been like a side mission where a lady tells you it's just like I've lost my I've lost my granddad. Um, I can't I can't find him, and uh, uh, he was supposed to meet me here, and I don't know where he's gone. And so you go on this little side mission um, where you like, she gives you a photo. It's like, this, you know, he was talking about this photo and how he wanted to uh, revisit it. And it's like a, it's like a, a, a zoo. So you go to the zoo and you find a, a, there's like a, some, some papers and a letter for, from uh, written to him. Um, and it's, it's clearly from like a, 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 a love of his. Um, and so you use your, use your, spider technology to like you know your spider radar to like track down the next objective and you go to the next objective it's like the botanical gardens and you, you do these things and you track it, him down and he's like sitting on a just sitting on a bench alone looking at the uh at the lake in the in the in the park and uh you sit down next to him and you, you talk to him and and he's like yeah i'm just i'm just reminiscing thinking about my um thinking about my wife she used to love going to the zoo and we did everything together and i miss her heaps you know and it's like this is just like a a, a little a, a little side story and yet it's had more emotion and poignance than the rest of this game <laughs> and I, I what i what i really like about spider-man in general is that like you know the the friendly neighborhood aspect you know where they where spider-man is doing uh, little things to help people, you know, like mi minor, th minor things, things that are not like fighting big supervillains and and things like that. I don't find that interesting. I find the smaller social stuff and helping the everyman out way more interesting um, and uh, and endearing. Um, and yeah, so that's where I've been at the moment. With yeah, I, I I think there is a phenomenon where, especially in like AAA games the details tend to be a lot more interesting than the the game as a whole because like the the store like the overarching like kind of game the kind of game it is and the story it tells 
is usually like driven by market forces and also like in the end it's the, the decided by the people in charge who tend to be like older and richer and more entrenched yeah boring people in other words <laughs> whereas the details are decided by you know the younger people in the trenches doing the work um and they may have more leeway to do interesting things uh, and so i do think that like very often you'll see you you look at the the overall game and it's like oh this is like either tone deaf or just boring or yes. or just yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but you might get in there and see like you know this actually this this one level or this one mechanic is actually a really interesting idea and the yeah, question is like do you i certainly don't but some people i guess probably have the time to to dig in and and find the interesting stuff yeah yeah when we had a lockdown here for um covid um i had plenty of free time to play assassin's creed odyssey um and i played as cassandra the the lady uh, uh assassin because why wouldn't you um and that was that was a delight um but yeah uh, i ended up completely finishing that game because it was like uh going on a holiday to greece uh with you know seeing gorgeous oceans and beautiful beaches and uh, getting to do steps too so that was nice yeah, yeah. but um the, the it was a similar kind of thing like the main story of like i'm gonna revenge it's like oh and whatever i don't care but you know these all these little side stories that, that writers and designers have been able to implement uh, a way more you know there was there was one um side quest where basically every single thing you try to assist with goes horribly wrong yeah this guy that wants you to get get his horse back and, and so you get their horse and they're like um i'm gonna feed it uh, feed it this uh magical uh plant that will uh, make it fly and then i'm gonna like ride it off the cliff and you're like please, please don't do that and <laughs> You certainly do. Um, there's a, another one who's, you know, I need you to find me this uh, this uh, special protective armor, and you f you find it, it's just junk, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna wear it, and now I want you to set me on fire to prove that I'm invincible, and your choices, <laughs> your choices are like, I'll light you on fire, and I'm not doing this, <laughs> and, <either. laughs> and I, I'm like. This may be the best decision in a narrative a narrative game I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's good to see when a, when a writer is able to have fun with that, you know, and able to su surprise you and entertain you uh, through choices. And yeah, I, I always dig that stuff, especially when it's like a AAA game that is mostly like the, all the edges are sanded and everything's smooth and everything's nice and everything's perfect, you know. Uh, it just like bland, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah. personality came out. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> I think Mario Odyssey had a quest where you sat on a bench. Yes, oh, it, it did. It was, well, it was, it was a secret. They didn't tell, the game didn't tell you to do that. Yeah. It was a single moon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, there's a, there's a guy looking lonely sitting on a bench and you can sit next to him and then he, he, he starts a conversation with you. That's so lovely. It is nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's great in a Mario game too, where you wouldn't expect to be able to do that. It's yes. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Mario Odyssey. Uh, that was that was a, a real a real treat. Yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible. It's pretty okay. Now we're now we're going to talk about Mario. <laughs> I did it. Like, I did it. It's going to happen. It's me. <laughs> I I mean, I just wanted to say that like I I super expected 
there to be like a Mario Galaxy 2 style immediate sequel to Mario Odyssey. Yeah. It just seemed like a no brainer that they, they would take these, say, let's make another game where you've got the hat and you can capture enemies and you can walk on the sides of a wall. And it, and now, like, it's been, what, six years later, and it's pretty clear they're not going to do that. Mm. And I'm just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about it. I'm distraught. Like, I need, I need this <laughs> game that doesn't exist in my life. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers Wonder is great, but it's no Mario Odyssey 2, I'll tell you that. No, it's a very different game. It does not hold a candle to the game that exists only in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally just finished uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, like, just like about an hour before we started oh yeah yeah you you mean the the end credits lovely game lovely game um yeah like i love the style in it you know just like that visual visual style it's so nice to see character in the in the all the animations like that again yeah i've missed it so much in the in the side scrolling mario yeah it's really well done it's really a a fantastic 2d mario game I, I thought I did what I thought was going to 100% the game. Yeah. I got all the flagpole tops and all the purple coins and all the wonder seeds. And then it's like, I was like, oh, that this is nice. This is lovely. I'll just spend a quiet, relaxed evening finishing all that stuff off. And yeah. then it's like, you've unlocked the final ultra challenge level. And I, my heart sank. I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. And then I spent the next hour and a half being frustrated. So <laughs> good job, devs, I guess. And good job, me, for not having you know the the gumption to give up. Yeah, your reward is your reward is unpleasantness. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's been the trend for several of them, but uh. it is. And I was I was super like I played the level that said it was called the final challenge, uh, which is not the one that I, I got stuck on. The final challenge was the one that um, that. Well, I guess I don't want to spoil this, the structure of the game, because that's actually, I thought, I thought figuring that out was kind of fun. Uh, but the level I'm on now is not called, it's not the one called the final challenge. The one that's called the final challenge wasn't actually that hard. And I was like, Oh, it's nice. Finally, uh, a, su- a su- Super Mario game that I can finish without, you know, hating myself. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never finished the Galaxy 2 or the 3D land, no. uh, no. finals. Yeah. No, I did, no. but. It wasn't. It wasn't fun. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think. I think those levels are made for like ten-year-old children with plenty of free time and only one game. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Well, and 3D Land. Um, it helped that like at that time I was. I had a. I had a commute. You know. Yes. And so I was like, well, I play this game on the train. That was a good fit. Because I, I was the guy with a lot of free time and not that many games I wanted to play portably. Yeah, yeah. When that when that is the case, it it's it's really good because you're like, oh, I finished. Oh, there's this thing, and it's like a really hard final challenge. But like all the other times, it's like, no, no, no. I'm I'm a I'm a grown up now with adult things to do, like cooking bacon and getting mail. Yeah. I can, I I need to move on with my life. I guess, I guess I have to accept that. Like this is this still is primarily a, a series for children. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> As for games that are not for children, uh, Super Horneo Brothers. Yes, that's yeah. Yeah, I've I've got two copies of Plumbers Don't Wear Ties coming uh, in the future. So, <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah, you can show, show them at, at November Ween. Oh, you were the person who justified that physical release. I see. Yeah, exactly. I, you know what? I'm shocked they didn't do a 3DO print. They did one for uh, D, which I think I also ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I was wanted to mention uh, 
that have you checked out um, any of the Yakuza games or Near Replicant? Oh my God, Near! Oh yeah, yeah, or the original Near, yeah. That, they're the same. They're the same game, but I played both Nears. Um, like okay. I played the second one. I still played Automata. Yeah, yeah, I played this. Which one's the second one? Automata. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played that one first, and that's like, wow, this game is incredible. And then I, I played through, and it's like. Oh, there's more. Oh, this is also incredible. And then there's more. And it's, yeah, that was fantastic. And then I got the remake of uh, Near uh, One, the replica. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um, they released two versions originally, and then the, the the remaster was just of the one that came out in Japan on the yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, I chased down the 360 version, but I'll probably play it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's it's quite funny that uh, I, I I love that game because you're being uh, constantly. Uh, chased by an abusive book, um, which is a, a fantastic way to spend a game. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And the, the the side quest in that remind me a lot of what you were talking about with the Spider-Man yeah. uh, thing. So, yeah. I'm glad to hear you played it. Because yes. I know there's one that's a wild goose chase that just, that just ends in an unsatisfying way and the two characters look at each other just like, well, that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff is fantastic. Yeah. It's like, I know there's like a... Yeah. a a task which is like grow grow the the moon tier uh, oh, yeah. flower or I something never... and I'm, yeah I'm like oh I'll see if I can get this done this shouldn't be hard and I was like oh I see I see yeah. what you're doing <laughs> yeah it's a whole involved real time clock thing which doesn't take too long but it's just just annoying enough just enough yeah just to... enough yeah I'm, I'm like okay my 88% trophies is fine on this so uh... <laughs> yeah Yes, I did love that in uh, Near Automata, there was like the trophy, the trophy seller who's just like, yeah, I know you just want them. <laughs> you can just pay for them. It's fine. And I'm like, that's good. That's Wow. Good. That's, that's yeah. intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all the time we have for Topic Lords. Yay. I mean, boo. <laughs> ben, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I am on Blue Sky as uh, Cosmology B with a K. <laughs> at the start <laughs> uh cosmology cosmology hungry jack is what i'm hearing <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> uh, and john if this is something that you want where can people find you on the internet um if you want to find me uh topic lords discord best place if you're listening to this uh i'm still on twitter somehow um and also blue sky at you old so-and-so that's kind of where i'm trying to slowly migrate and set up shop there. Well, good luck with also, that. Yeah. Also, you can't you you can't find me on uh, MSN Hearts. Maybe maybe we should get a game going there. But maybe is, is that a is that a dating site? No, no. Is uh, I don't know if that's what it was called, but Microsoft Hearts. Uh, you can play online. Oh, uh, I know it was a. Th- oh, I don't know. If, I yeah. liked it better in my head when it was it was a dating site. I, my brain went to a dating site as well. Guys. Well, you know, maybe they'll repurpose it. Yeah. Maybe it'll be under the Activision banner, the Activision dating site. Yeah, one can only hope. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on. No worries. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there.
See you next episode.